0: Want to know what to do in the interior of Belize if you only have three days and $300? Hi, I'm Madeline, or my friends call me Maddie, and I'm the director of Lower Dover in the beautiful town of Unitedville, and I'd, I would would recommend that you go to the ATM Cave Tour. It's a must, and that's a $100 ticket, but then you can do the, the cheaper uh, uh, national parks, which are only a $5 entrance fee. And then you can go to the St. Herman's Cave, Inland Blue Hole. You can go hiking. You can go swimming in the Inland Blue Hole. You can go see Mayan ruins. You can go see Shanantinich and Cahalpec. And it's a action-packed day, and it's less than $300. So, uh, again, come see us at Lower Dover, and uh, hope to see you soon. Bye.
1: Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is going to be the first interview, and... Well, it'll be a test for the sound quality and for the viability of doing interviews. And uh, as, as she just introduced herself, I'm with Maddie, the owner and visionary of Lower Dover. And it's a, it's a great hostel out here in Unitedville, Belize. And we're going to hear a little bit more about it. So you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, how you ended up in Lower Dover?
0: I'm one of the directors, and my husband... Uh... Uh, went to the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee for his master's degree, and there was a professor there who was an expert on limestone. And he would bring uh, groups of students down as a field station, like outdoor classroom, to come down to Belize. Then it was British Honduras to just see how everything is, is working. And so I was introduced uh, early on in the early 80s to Belize and um, – Yeah, just got the fever. So my orientation is all all about the geography uh, of how it turned out. So we we bought this 100 acres in uh, Unitedville, which is in the halfway in between Belmapan and San Ignacio. And uh, we we always had the uh, hope of establishing a field station.
1: And then how did the hostel evolve out of that?
0: Well, it was always been, and it still is a field station. But what happens is we have all these uh, dorm beds and we just opened it up on just on kind of a whim to Hostel World uh, a a few years ago. And boom, it was a big change because suddenly we became the number one hostel in Belize, according to Hostel World International, because, well, where else is there? Uh, A hostel on top of a Mayan ruin, in the jungle, accessible by bus, uh, lots of archaeology to see, and and it's sustainably operated as an eco-lodge.
1: And it's an awesome hostel, one of the best I've ever stayed at, definitely. And uh, I'll talk more about that in my, my comments later. But you want to talk about some of your main projects here? I know you got chickens and rainwater collection and the field station, obviously. Is there anything else major you want to talk about
0: well there are the, the big picture is always the field station and so we uh, have groups large groups of people to do some serious uh, scientific work here in the um, low land broadly forest that's existing on our hundred acres at lower dover so there's always um, always expanding on that to to have cheap low budget uh, excellent uh, education that uh, just just not available in a classroom that you can get by having an outdoor classroom. So that's always a, a big deal. We also had to do privately protected areas. So we are trying to conserve the habitat and and restore the habitat where there was invasive um, bamboo that was growing that we it took a long time to eradicate it without, Using pesticides because um, yeah we're an eco lodge so that's that's always a project on and then it's it's just cool to learn about the plants the plants that where all the medicine is coming from and they're just right outside your door.
1: Cool. And so one thing I talked about last episode was the formation of the cenotes, and after talking to Maddie, I found out that my explanation was wildly oversimplified, and so she gave me a really good explanation when i checked in and i wanted to ask you to share that
0: again this is just because i'm uh, like a, a few a few people removed from the professor so i'm not i'm not the academic i don't know the, the timelines here but i can tell you that it was a catastrophic um, event that was the death of the desi- the dinosaurs and it's um there was a giant meteor that impact that hit the Earth's crust uh, off the tip of the Yucatan Peninsula, and the splash was higher than the Himalayas. And the molten rock that was displaced in uh, in the impact zone was splashed on the the low. Uh, sh- uh, the low seas that were there is full of uh, full of limestone, uh, ancient coral reefs, and so the the rock that was splashed on top of the existing uh, land it, that is rather porous, and so when it rains, it, it percolates down through and it has it creates holes. But the the wacky thing about it is that the cenotes are only found in the top. Uh, Corner of the Yucatan Peninsula, because the Earth's crust was ac- actually cracked in a bullseye formation, and so the cenotes are all located in uh, are around like a bullseye of the uh, impact crater of the of the meteor, and so. Um, it's the craziest thing cuz they have a bunch of theories on what happens to why these cenotes like in Chichen Itza there's a giant cenote but it has very smooth walls but they think that the that the um, like the tsunamis the waves of water that 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 happened at the impact were mm. actually like a toilet bowl and kind of just cleared out these these holes that were in the in the earth that these fissures that were in the earth and that's why they they could have those smooth walls instead of it being like a debris field, where they were more like a like a, a volcano crater has slope sides. But these some of these cenotes are have these very vertical wa- uh, walls, like like a like they were formed with the sinkhole, but the debris is gone. So what happened to the debris? They think it's because of these tsunamis that that tossed out the dirt.
1: Hmm. Okay. And then, how about the guy that found it? You said there was like a Mex, or was it Mexican? Well, the,
0: the the again, this is the, the, um, I'm not the, geog- the the expert on this, but mm. from what I know is that the it was the Mexican oil companies yeah, oil. who were drilling off of the Yucatan Peninsula, and this guy had um, found all this. I believe the element is iridium that is only um, that is found. By it's found in only the only place this place this element is found is by meteors and it's scattered all over the world in different uh, impact zones, and so this guy just figured out that oh my God there's this giant meteor that hit here because in the he in this large area he found a whole bunch of this element that was the marker for um, a meteor impact.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Okay, um, and then most interesting aspects of living in Belize, specifically, like, what would people in the U.S. where most of this audience listening to this, which isn't much of an audience, but um, what would they be surprised by? What's interesting about living here?
0: Well, my birthday is the end of January, and I used to live in Chicago, and you wouldn't be outside partying in Chicago in the the last week in January. And indeed, (laughs) here I am kind of sweating in, uh, in my shorts and my my sandals. That it's a great place to live, in, instead of the Arctic North. So that's that's a big one. And also, I, the, America gets stranger and stranger. So it it it's uh, it has the like the escape hatch hmm. syndrome. And I'm um I'm kind of weirded out about uh, how America's politicians are 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 taking advantage of the citizens and. Who, they know better. They know better that the the medical system is broken, that the food system is broken, but they don't have the the nerve to fix it or there. Mm-hmm. I guess the willpower, or the the influence of money is too great, and I don't have to deal with that here in Belize.
1: So, is this like your retirement? Would you say, or just? Another career, or how do you how do you think about this?
0: Oh, it's I work more now than I did ever when yeah. I lived in America. I'm I'm working a lot of hours, but I'm um, a lot happier because it's a lot more fun talking to everybody on uh, the travelers that come through my life. It's it's a mm-hmm. fun job.
1: Not something you plan to give up or need to give up.
0: Um, I don't see ever. Uh, I'm going to be buried right here in <laughs> Belize. I am not going back to
1: America. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay, what advice do you have for travelers?
0: Well, um, it's it's hard to do, but please put half of your stuff that you brought and put it back in your drawer and just try to keep it just as minimal as you can. And um, I'm a big fan of Keens, the Newport style, with the big toe bumpers and kind of the heavy soles because... You only need two pair of shoes when you come to Central America, a pair of keens and some soccer sandals and extra pair of socks. The socks are important because we're crazy close to the ATM cave, the Aktunich Muknal Cave, that is uh, the number one cultural cave in the world, according to National Geographic. And that you need to wear socks because you are... Um, it's it's hillbilly booties is what it is. Is they mm-hmm. they they make you take your shoes off to walk around the relics, and so you're wearing socks. So make sure you bring a pair of socks too.
1: It's great advice. And any final thoughts you'd like to share?
0: Um, I, Belize is easy. Belize, the to, mm-hmm. to me, the real Belize is riding the bus and oh, yeah. get a uh, just a heavy duty. uh, cultural experience Mm -hmm. just by riding the bus with Mennonites and school kids and the young and the old and the rich and the poor and Mm -hmm. so the buses are the way to travel and uh, you can get to Lower Dover on the bus.
1: Yep. I definitely have a lot to say about the bus. Some of the some of my best stories so far Um, but I think that's it for now and I thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview you. It's been fun.
0: Yeah. uh, Come on. uh, Come see us at Lower Dover. It's Dover Belize at gmail.com is my email or just lowerdoverbelize.com. Or we're on Hostelworld, we're on booking.com, and we have promotions all the time, so it's a great deal.
1: That's it for now. All right, I'm back this time from San Pedro Island a couple of days after that interview took place. Hope you enjoyed it. That was that was the first of hopefully many and really lucky that it was, it was with Maddie and at Lower Dova because that is just such an incredible place. And it's I've stayed at probably three dozen hostels in seven or eight countries. And of those, only two are what I would call destination hostels in that I would recommend people to go out of their way just to stay there because of what they offer. So... Lower Dover's one. The other one was called Hostel in the Forest in Georgia. Just absolutely incredible places. And it's just... You can just see the owner's vision in those places. Like, the projects they have going on. Lower Dover. Bright buildings. The rainwater collection. The animals. The the nature trails. She has dogs that you can take out. She has eight dogs. You can take them on the nature trails with you. And just an absolutely incredible experience and the fresh food every night she cooks delicious meals and in the morning breakfast it's a comfortable bed i met some incredible people there so it's just i would recommend if you're in belize or even come to belize to go to this hostel because it's it's that life-changing and i mean check the reviews on google and hostel world and all those it's the most positive reviews i've ever seen of any business like hostel restaurant whatever it's just people love this place and it's it's evident and once you come here you'll see why so yeah really fun first interview and i look forward to giving you more soon thanks for listening